ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am in my favorite place right now. Not only is it the place where I get to come and talk uninterrupted, essentially, for an hour each week, but I'm surrounded by three men. So that's exciting. Um, Before I introduce them, let me just remind you that if you can't listen live, then you can listen anytime by texting D-A-M-T-T to 55678. And I also want to remind you that if you want to call in and say hello or comment or ask a question, please do. The number is 425-373-5527. Okay, with that out of the way, I can now tell you who the three gentlemen are. Of course, Eric. Hello, Eric. Hey, greetings. So nice to have you, as always. You keep me honest. And then we have Troy Hunter. Hello. It's so nice to have you here. And Pete Connolly. Stacy, great to see you. So this is going to be... Very interesting. We're going to get a lesson. Um, I'm calling it collision course, actually. And you'll see uh, the two of them and their businesses each have the word injury in their name. So if you're playing at home, figure out what they could have in common besides an injury. Uh, okay. So now this is me time. I, I warn my guests every time they come on the show that the first few minutes are about me. Because, I mean, don't ask me to talk, right? So... Here's some of the things that I did this week. This week, if you are not religious, it is the highest of all holy times. There is Passover that was last week. This is Holy Week. That's right, Mom. I'm paying attention. And um, culminating, of course, in Easter Sunday. So on Saturday, my friend Van Stingfelder, you gentlemen know him well, he reached out and said that he needed some help um, at Delicatessen. So I put on my T-shirt, and I went to work. And I, for five hours, helped pack up Passover orders. And I had so much fun. It took me back to, I used to manage a gourmet food store in Darien, Connecticut, and it took me right back to that time. How cool. It was so much fun. What did you make? I didn't make anything. Well, actually, can you you call warming up latkes in a deep fryer making something? Uh, yeah. Okay, so... Something good. So, hey, I made I made latkes. <laughs> so, uh, the way that it worked is Passover being so big, people could, uh, like, take a order or place an order in advance for Passover, and there's all the traditional foods. There's the, you know, a Seder plate and typical things that are had at a Seder. And so, Dingfelders offered a whole menu of things you could order in advance, and then they prepackaged things so that when... We were pulling the orders. It was like, okay, I need a half a pound of this. I need a pound of that. And um, it fulfills that like Lucille Ball scene with the candy factory where she and Ethel are like trying to like box up the candies. It fulfills this like sense of like I'm doing something and it's frenetic and fun. And I got in 10,000 steps. So that was huge. Well, I didn't know we had an innate need for a frenetic system in our lives sometimes like i'm that person that (laughs) buys the games on you know my iphone that's like oh pretend that you're the waitress and you have angry customers for some reason that's relaxing to me i i don't know i cannot explain it there are others out there because 
these are a real genre of games. I think it's because you thrive on chaos. You really do. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's I'm like, oh, no, you will not complain. And if you do, I will pretend that I am not the person you're complaining about. And I will pretend I'm the manager. And then I'll be like, I will speak with her later. <laughs> I'm guessing that Vance delighted in having you there. Am I right? He totally did. And um, and then he left. <laughs> he left you. <laughs> he left to make a delivery and to go to a Seder. So I was there longer than he was. Deep frying. Well, yes. And... The worst part about it is that I said to Pete, do you mind if I go and I work? And he was like, I don't care. I mean, I think what he was thinking is like, you're off my back for five hours and I don't, I'm not going to be nagged. I can do whatever. And, um, and he said, just make sure you bring me home a pastrami sandwich. So all throughout the day, the gentleman that was working at the deli counter and making the sandwiches, I kept hearing him say like, I'm out of pastrami. I need more. And I kept panicking like there's no more. And no, there was just no more on his on his plate, so to speak. And then at the end of the day, I was like, do you have any more pastrami? And he said, I, I have just enough for one sandwich. So had to make the sandwich, had somebody ring me up, left, headed home, so proud of myself, good hard day's work, forgot the sandwich. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. How do you make up for forgetting a Dingfelder's pastrami sandwich? You're Stacy. <laughs> You say, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I brought you home a whole chicken and mozzarella and, oh, the mozzarella was like crazy um, and a whole bunch of other things. So it all worked out. Pete is incredible. My mother will tell you, in fact, she is sitting with the glop. Those are the glorious ladies of Penswood, her friends, Diane and Lee. They're sitting together, and my mom is sitting there literally with a scotch in her hand right now, and she's like, he is a saint. Pete Heller is a saint. I love that man. <laughs> so anyway, so hello to them, and um, thanks for the flowers, Mom. And uh, I also, Mom sent me a picture of the bunnies that I've been talking about, the blow-up bunnies that are now on the common lawn. And so um, that's kind of fun and festive. So way to go, Mom. Um, okay. Next thing. Saturday was working. Sunday was also working. I recorded more episodes of Between Two Cheeks. Now, you two gentlemen are in B&I with me with Brooke of Sweet Bee Hair and Skin Lounge. I don't know if you're paying attention, but we are recording a podcast that is this whole first season is all about Brooke's specialty, Brazilian waxing. So it is. <laughs> thus, thus, the between the cheeks. <laughs> yes. So it's between two cheeks. And so it is. And it's also kind of a play on words with obviously the between two cheeks, but then also between two like cheeks like chicks, because Brooke and I sit there and it's not only going to be a podcast, but it's also going to be a YouTube channel. So there will also be visuals. And How, how did I miss out on this? Oh, uh, I. <laughs> I do not know. We have done three recording sessions, and I did not know that there was this many things to talk about with Brazilian waxing. Oh, oh yes, there is. I've learned so much. It's it's uh, very exciting. And in and in, let's see, not the next recording, but the recording after that, I'm getting my first Brazilian wax. Experiential. I will do anything for my clients. 
<laughs> when I heard on the show you bear all, I didn't know that that meant that. You 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 bear all. Okay. And um, so it was very fun. And her husband Justin, who is a big part of the business, I mean, literally helping Brooke build the business. He came on the show, and he is the like strong but silent type, and very very witty, very witty. And at one point, um, you know, Brooke was like, "Justin, give me a kiss." And so I said, well, pour some sugar on me. And so then he went and he got some actual sugar and he put it on my arm and I got some sugar. (laughs) He pulled the hair off my arm. (laughs) (laughs) So this is careful what you ask for. Careful what you ask for. (laughs) I mean, it was I don't know. It was good for me. I hope it was good for him. (laughs) And um, it's going to be a very, very fun podcast. And so people are going to laugh. And I have realized that I apparently have no gauge of embarrassment. Like I, I'm uh, apparently I have no filter. So there's that. Um, Okay. On a serious note, actually, this week was a very interesting week. I had a few people that are very close to me either share for what is really saying it out loud for the first time that they're dealing with depression, or I have people in my life that, are going through a bit of depression and it's an interesting time and I thought okay there's an opportunity here to talk about it I struggle with depression I have depression I've got anxiety I've got ADHD I have no problem with letting everybody know that Um, I think it's like putting a flashlight on the monsters under your bed or in your closet Um, you might as well make friends with them right so The one thing that I wanted to talk about today in these conversations that I've been having with people about depression is this idea that there's maybe a reason why you're depressed. And that is one of the misconceptions about depression, that there's a reason. Perhaps there's been a loss or you've been rejected or you're going through a hard time or whatever it is. And that's just simply not the case all the time. Sometimes you are just depressed. You're going through depression. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I have. And then other things exacerbate and just make it so much worse. And so for people that are dealing with depression or or are complaining that they're just they're tired, they just don't want to get up. um, They don't know what it is. Stop calling it something else. It's okay to name it. It's depression. That's what it is. And there are lots of ways that you can deal with it. And for the people that are loved ones that are hearing about it, stop asking why. If we knew, we wouldn't be depressed. <laughs> right. I mean, it's the big difference between clinical depression and and situational depression, which, you know, those are two very different things. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, um, and that's the thing that people need to, to realize. And yes, it can seem like it's situational. You know, maybe you're going through a hard time. But it just amps up that clinical depression that you have, which is typically what happened with me. So, um, you know, it's like kind of a a downer note, but I just every week I get on the show and I'm, you know, talking, talking, talking. And I just think having the seven people that listen to the show (laughs) know that I, too, am actually somebody that deals with depression and that maybe they wouldn't think that. And yet that's totally me. And so, um, you know, awareness and all that. And my last thing that I always do 
is my stasiism. So every week I have a stasiism. And it's some random thing that I've collected from some place in my life. And it's a lesson learned. So this one came from when I was learning to drive. I had a really bad driving instructor. Oof. Well, it wasn't my brother. He tried. That didn't work. It wasn't my father. Yeah, that didn't work either. Uh, it was this woman who took me on a my first driving lesson, and we got a flat tire, and then we had to, like, basically hitch to our apartment and change the tire. It was horrendous. Oh. Anyway, that's not the lesson. She taught me when we were driving that while driving, if you focused on a fixed point on the road, you're going to steer toward it. Now, obviously... That's true. And ironically, we're going to be talking about collisions and that kind of thing today. But I also think that that has to do with your outlook, the idea of manifesting things that are good in your life. If you stare at a fixed point, then understand what you're looking towards. And so the fixed point that you want to think about is something good. And that's what you want to steer towards because it's a subconscious thing that you just start moving toward it. And so if you're going to make movements, move towards something good. Whew. My Love gosh. that, Stacey. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Okay. So on that note, we're going to take a very quick break. And then when we come back, then we'll understand this whole injury and collision connection between Pete and Troy. We'll be right back with Don't Ask Me to Talk. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Art lovers, climate-concerned citizens, and you are invited to a virtual art show. The exhibition, From Green to Gray, opens Friday, April 2nd, and runs through May 31st. The virtual exhibition, conceived by artist and high school senior William Raines, will focus on the effects of climate change and will feature juried work from artists around the world. Profits raised from print sales will support the Sunrise Movement, an organization fighting for progressive climate policy in the United States. To learn more, go to fromgreentogray.com. Note, gray is spelled with an E. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacy Heller. I am with Troy Hunter and Pete Connolly. I just want to make a note on that second ad there from Green to Gray. The opening of that show is this Friday, and I am super excited to attend this. And uh, if you are interested in supporting the arts in the area, Sammamish, Issaquah, basically east side of Seattle, really anywhere, uh, Check it out because uh, this young man, William Raines, put a lot of hard work and effort into it. And I am very excited about the pieces that he has been uh, hinting at with his Instagram. So, gentlemen. Yes. Besides the fact that um, both of you are very handsome, mom, and <laughs> neither of you are single, 
mom. Um, and you're both in BNI, and you both have the word injury in your businesses. Those are some of the similarities that you have. One of you is a personal injury attorney, and one of you is a massage therapist specializing in acute injury. So there it is, folks. That's the connection. And this idea of having the two of you on, while it seems like two disparate ideas, was the brainchild of, no, folks, not the attorney, the massage therapist. So, Pete, what was your thinking? So, so I've been a massage therapist for almost 20 years, and, um, and I've written some blogs, and I thought, uh, how can I make this a little different? I wanted to write a blog about car accidents to help inform people what do you do? What do you do when, you, when you're hurt? And I thought of Troy in our business group because Troy's just this amazing, like I really appreciate what you bring to the table, Troy. And you're, you're, you're not like many attorneys. You're, you're, you know, <laughs> you're warm. You're, you know, you're, um, you're caring. Uh, you're oh, attentive. Shucks. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're on radio. Um, um, and so I had this idea of writing a blog together um, through which I, th- I thought that I would be educated in the process, of which I already am. And, and uh, so that was the idea. And then, Stacy, we'd done a podcast together. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, and, and I'd recently learned of your radio show. And I thought, well, why don't we follow the blog up with a, with a radio show? I love that. It makes sense. And, you know, there are so many things that people can be aware of, obviously, before such a thing happens, remember, don't stare at a fixed point on the road while you're driving. Right. Um, and also things in terms of setting up insurance and making sure that you have all the things that you need. Um, and then, obviously, it happens. It's an accident. That's why it's called an accident. And so why don't each of you talk about, from your perspective, the things that you can think about maybe – before, kind of during, if you will, mm-hmm. and then after. So, Troy, you start. Well, I really, I loved when Pete reached out to me for this, and, and thank you, Pete. I think it was a great idea because we have both learned. I have learned from him as well as we've worked through this process. And one of the things that we did was we looked at the process, right? I mean, there's the before you ever get in an accident, mm-hmm. after you get in an accident, and then well after you get into an accident. This is a whole process that most people don't really understand or know anything about unless they've already been through it once and then it's too late. Mm -hmm. So this was an opportunity for Pete and I to get together and through a blog and through your radio show, start to educate people who've never been in an accident. And I hope you're not. But if you are, you need to, you know, take advantage of this opportunity to learn how to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. So let me start with, you know, before. Um, before you ever get into a car accident, there's insurance, right? And nobody really thinks about their auto insurance too much. They have it, they know they need it, and then that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the insurance you need to have is liability insurance. What you would end up paying to somebody else if you hit them and cause them damage or cause them injury. In Washington State, the minimum for that coverage is only $25,000. So I could have insurance for 25000 I hit you, I cause you injury, the maximum I'm liable to you for is my 25000 in insurance. Now, if you're really hurt, that doesn't even scratch the surface. Well, that's my lawyer's fees. <laughs> <laughs> if you're smart enough to hire a lawyer. Um, and so what people should look at on their own insurance is do they have 
PIP coverage, personal injury protection, PIP. PIP. Okay. Um, And do they have underinsured motorist coverage, UIM coverage? Okay. What's that? So let's start with the PIP. The PIP is if you're in an accident and somebody else causes you injury, your own insurance, your PIP coverage will kick in to start paying those medical bills right away. Okay. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to pay for it? Who's going to pay for it? I'm hurt. I need treatment. Your PIP will pay for that. Okay. Your UIM coverage is if you're hit by somebody who is uninsured or underinsured. So if you're hit by somebody who only has the 25000 state limit, mm-hmm. minimum limit, but you have $100,000 in damages, you're out that $75,000. you are only going to get $25,000 from the person that hit you. So where is that going to come from? If you have UIM coverage, you're insuring yourself. Okay. Your insurance company then picks up the shortage and pays you for that loss. So look at your insurance policies. See if you have wow. PIP and see if you have UIM because most people only have insurance that covers somebody else. Look at do you have insurance to cover yourself? That's, I mean, that right there, I feel like I could just like mic drop and walk away because that those are two huge things to share with people before any of this, especially if you're insuring, you know, teenage drivers, kids, whomever it is. Thank you for that. Okay. You're welcome. So now what? I, th- I think it's important to say, too, that to, um, um, for that PIP coverage, you know, typically what you get, your coverage is 10000 10000 is the minimum. Minimum. And for just a few dollars more a month, you can increase that to twenty five, thirty five thousand, and that is the best money you'll ever pay because that PIP insurance is just gold. It is. It is. It, you know, and people think I'm not going to need that much health insurance if I get in a car accident. Thirty five thousand dollars, it gets eaten up pretty quickly by even you know a mediocre, you know, a medium impact accident. Oh, I mean the ride to the hospital and the ambulance. Yes. is expensive. Now, does PIP, so all of that is, it's not just your vehicle. It's, you know, so if I want to say, I don't know, hire a acute injury masseuse and it's part of my, you know, recovery and that kind of thing, that can also go towards those kinds of, that recovery as well. Yes. So it's it's the whole, it's, you know, it's the vehicle and it's the people and the whole it's co- it covers any hospital visits, any early emergency visits, uh, physician visits, uh, physical therapy, massage, chiropractic, acupuncture. As long as it's related to injuries caused by the accident, the PIP insurance will cover it. Awesome. Okay. So that is something that everybody should make sure, you know, you, you talk with your insurance broker or your insurance company. And by the way, folks, if you need a good insurance broker, I got a guy. Um so now you've had the accident. Oops. Yep. Any difference between whether it's caused by you or if it's caused by someone else? I mean, obviously, there's a huge difference. Um, but you know what I mean. Um, yes. You know, what What happens? So the basic rules of what to do if you're getting involved in an accident really doesn't change based on whose fault it is. Okay. okay. I, I think that the same you know, set of, of checkboxes apply. To either side. And the first is make sure you and your family are safe and that you're not in immediate danger or in need of immediate assistance. I mean, that's the first thing you need to do. Take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, kind of call 911 and report the collision. Even if it's a minor fender bender, even if the police don't need to respond, 
always call and report the accident. That documents that this actually took place. And that's in case there's a he said, she said argument yeah. where it's like, well, I wasn't there. I, there was no accident. Um, obviously, exchange information with the other driver. Take pictures of their driver's license. Take pictures of their insurance card. Take picture of their, their license plate of their car. If it's safe and you can do it, take a picture of the cars where they came to rest. You know, that can be so important. Um, as you're trying to make a claim later on or if it ends up in litigation. Um, if you have any concerns or pains at all, if you think you're injured, get help. Get help at the scene. Mm-hmm. Have ambulance show up. Have EMTs check you out there at the scene. Transport if necessary. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've known of cases and clients that felt they were fine and they ended up with a transected aorta and, you know, died. And, you know, you want to go get checked out if you are feeling I'm injured, if you're feeling not right, if you're mm-hmm. feeling there's something going on, I just don't quite know what, get checked out. And if not that day, as soon as possible. It's not the time to be stoic. It's not. People people tend to want to say they're fine. And I know Pete runs into this all the time, right? When you first talk to somebody or when they come in for a visit, it's like, so how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. It's a four-letter word. Exactly. <laughs> it's a four-letter word beginning with F, ironically. And, you know, and, and fine is not ever fine. I mean, there's always more to the story, I think, with the word fine. And I think another, um, and then this leads to the, the, a, a very important point, is you want to create a baseline for what happened in the accident. So you've got your, you caught, you've, you've, uh, you've, you've had contact with 911. You go to, go to maybe the ER, but then you want to find a physician to work with who can help facilitate your care. And that would, um, and you typically, an MD mm-hmm. is, is the best, is the best. Um, they have referrals, they can, they can refer you, and you, you develop a relationship, and hopefully you have a good physician to, to start with. But you can, you know, what's, what's the plan then? You come up with a plan between you, and it's assessed, all your symptoms, what's going on, you step out, you get your health care, whatever that looks like, acupuncture or physical therapy, and periodically you come back and get a rechecked. Mm-hmm. And this establishes, establishes uh, how you're moving forward in your treatment or not moving forward. Um, and this is just critical for uh, your progress, but also uh, working with the insurance company. I like the fact that you bring up the point of having a baseline. I mean... Ideally, in an ideal world, everybody goes to the doctor once a year, does all the things they're supposed to do. We do not live in an ideal world. Maybe your head has been in the sand for the past few years, but we just we just don't. Not everybody has access to that. But with an accident, at the very least, having that baseline of, you know, is it feeling worse? Like, and, and really paying attention to the soreness of things or, you know, your movement or, you know, range of movement or whatever it is, um, you know, to really pay close attention to it. And injuries from an accident can be extremely subtle and kind of insidious. They sneak in on you. And so it's not like, you know, unless you end up with a traumatic injury, like a broken bone or a laceration, but the muscle injuries, the tendon injuries, the tension like that, can just kind of sneak up on you over the first few days, first few weeks. And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, I've got this thing that, you know, it wasn't there before, but now I can't turn my head to the right. Mm-hmm. And, and so the treatment that you're seeking is you're trying to get to what we call pre-injury status. 
-hmm. You're trying to get back to where you were before this accident happened, before these injuries happened. And that's what people like Pete do is work with you on a regular basis, check your progress, see where you're going. Are you back to pre-injury status or not? And you're continuing to treat with that as the goal. Right. And is that, you know, and potentially if you're not able to get to pre-injury status, you know, finding your best new norm so that you can function with that new norm. And that term is maximum medical improvement, MMI. You've gotten as good as medicine can get you. Now you need prayer and peach. (laughs) 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 Okay, so... You know, that is something that um, when you were talking, Trey, about, you know, the insidious, the muscle and those kinds of things, I think of it, this catch-all phrase that how many times, Pete especially, well, both of you really, heard of somebody in a car accident and they're like, well, I was stiff. Like stiff seems to be like the go-to, well, you know, I was a little stiff. My neck was stiff. My back was stiff or whatever it is. And, you know, the neck and the back, I mean, that whole, I don't know, I'm not a... I'm not an anatomy person, but it seems like that whole area would be very concerning, you know, between head, neck, and back, and difficult to figure out. Well, absolutely. And then with a, a car accident, it's, it's, it's true for many accidents or falls, is that once we, once we have a, an accident, is that there's an impact energy that the body's taken on to some degree. And then there's the nervous system that's usually gone into fight or flight. For the next weeks, for the next few weeks, the body is compensating and it's trying to, it's trying to manage this impact, this energy, this event that happened so fast, our body wasn't able to assimilate it well. And so body parts can have dissociate, dissociated and that's why the aches and pains come later and later. The body isn't able to hold that trauma and so your foot starts to hurt after three weeks or, or you get an ache behind your eye or your elbow starts to, mm-hmm. to swell up maybe after six weeks. And so your physiology is trying to accommodate this injury and we don't know how to release that trauma after an accident. So I think of it as that idea of you see something and you sort of hold your breath, right? And you're like... <gasps> And that it's like your body's doing that for a while. And then it sounds like what you're saying is then over time, as you sort of exhale, right, your body is suddenly like, ow, ow, because now you have exhaled and you can start to actually assess and feel that you're not in that fight or flight anymore. You've, you're like, oh, this, this hurts. This is still, I'm still dealing with this. Exactly. But your shoulders might still, your shoulders might not come down as a result. They might need help in coming down. Because they're stuck stuck in that trauma. Exactly. Stuck stuck in that trauma. trauma. It seems like when you have an accident, the the go-to feeling that people have is, you know, especially if it's their fault or whatever, you know, immediate fear and embarrassment, right? And then you naturally go to what is the legal fallout going to be? And because that's just the world that we live in. And... And there seems to be a focus on that. And one of the things I appreciate about you, Troy, is that for you and what you seem to advise clients, it it's not that immediate like litigation, you know, this is what we need to do. It's it's assessing the situation and making sure that 
your bases are covered. I mean, it's like when you buy a house, you go through a home inspection, right? And you go through the whole process and you make sure that all your bases are covered so that there's nothing that is going to be a surprise later. And that's essentially what it seems like you're advising clients to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the reasons for getting early treatment, getting a, a, a primary care provider to manage your care and make those referrals as necessary to other practitioners, massage therapists, chiropractors, neurologists, whatever um, the case may be, is for two main purposes. One, to make sure you get better, and that's the primary focus. That should be the first focus, get you the treatment you need so you can recover. But from an insurance company standpoint that you're later on going to try to recover against, mm-hmm. their, their perspective is if it's not in the medical record, it doesn't exist. You can swear up and down how much you were hurt and how stiff you were and everything else, but you didn't want to go to the doctor, you didn't want to take the time, you didn't want the bills, you know, et cetera, and that's fine. That's your choice, but the insurance companies would be like, oh, you didn't treat? Well, you must not have been hurt. Right. How convenient that you're now, you know, doing this however long. And by the way, you could have slipped while you were putting the Christmas lights up on the roof, and now you're going to say that it's from this accident. Exactly. And, and the other thing is, is, you know, people might say, well, yeah, I got out in this accident, but, you know, all I have is, is kind of a stiff neck. It hurts a little bit. You know, it's not that big a deal. Well, there's severity and then there's duration. You might feel that that pain in your neck right now is, is not that bad as far as the severity, but what if that continued for the next six months? What if that continued for the next year? What if it continued for the next three years? And that's this problem with the body, the body getting stuck in trauma that if you don't get the appropriate care and treatment, it may not be that severe, but it's going to last a heck of a lot longer if you don't take care of it. Okay, you just convinced me to have a massage with Pete because my elbow has been bothering me. I've been complaining about it for literally like six months now, and I don't know what's going on with it. And it's not about the severity, but it's been six months. And so, yeah, I'll be booking that with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the chances the chances are is that what you're talking about, Troy? If that does go on, the chances of it increasing in severity in severity at some point is is very likely because it's a it's something stuck in the body. And again, the body doesn't take kindly to that, and it it won't be a sustainable in the long in the long run. Right. Okay. Now with accidents. So with, you know, what are the accidents that you, that you need to pursue um, maybe legal advice? You know, do you advise, what do you advise in terms of that? I advise that anybody who's involved in an accident and having to deal with insurance should always, always, always consult with an attorney. Now, that doesn't mean you have to hire an attorney. It doesn't mean you have to retain an attorney. It doesn't mean you have to pay an attorney. But you should always consult with an attorney. Kind of like with the medical care, Mm -hmm. you don't know what you don't know. And a a good quality personal injury attorney isn't going to charge you to talk to you, isn't going to charge you to have you explain what happened, what the accident was like, what your injuries are, and then have that attorney advise you um, on what your options are. And again, it doesn't mean you have to hire an attorney. You can represent yourself with the insurance company and try to negotiate your own claim resolution. I don't recommend it. 
<laughs> but you can, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and if you've been through it before and you understand the process, then maybe you're more able to do that um, on your own. And if it's a really, if it's a minor accident, you only had a couple thousand dollars in treatment, you feel fine now, I would recommend to that person who called me to handle it themselves. Because I could certainly do it, but I'm not going to add that much value um, after you pay me my fee and whatever costs there are out of that settlement, mm-hmm. you're going to end up with less than if you just handled it yourself. Right. So I advise that regularly for people just to handle their own claims if it's, if it's you know, at that level. And if there isn't uh, any physical harm to yourself, your body, if it's uh, just car damage, I don't mean just, but um, do you have the same advice? Always contact an attorney. Yeah, because again, you know, it, it doesn't hurt. And, you know, an attorney should take the call and be happy to talk to you and answer your questions and, you know, provide you with some guidance. And that shouldn't cost you. Troy, okay. what, are, what are three questions that you are most common questions or what three bits of information that you are most, you most commonly share with clients, the, potential clients? Sure. Um, you know, I always ask, of course, about what insurance is involved and what parties are involved and what liability there is. You know, I've had people call me and say, I just smashed into somebody. What should I do? You know, and an individual can hire an attorney to represent them on the defense side. I don't recommend it because your insurance company will do that. Mm -hmm. Um, They will provide you with an attorney. They will provide you with a defense. That's why you have uh, insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I, I do advise that. But the 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 questions I'll flip that around a little bit. The questions I typically get, okay, um, you know, that people are calling and asking is they they first want to know who's going to pay my medical bills, okay? Uh, I'm hurt. I, I'm getting some treatment. I'm getting these bills now. I don't know what to do with them. Um, my I sent them to my health insurance and they sent me back a thing that says they they they're not covering it. I don't know why. Um, and so this is really one of the big reasons to get an attorney involved is because juggling all the insurance companies that can be involved, the, the, the party that hit you, your own insurance, mm-hmm. your auto insurance, your health insurance, all these things are kind of at odds. And I'll tell you one of the, the, the key factors to always remember is that all insurance adjusters, they have one goal, and that goal is to save the insurance company money. Mm-hmm. And every dollar they save is a dollar that you don't get to pay for your property damage, is a dollar you don't get to pay for your medical bills, and is a dollar you don't get to compensate you for your pain and suffering. So you need an advocate to help combat the insurance company's goal of saving themselves money. Mm-hmm. And that includes your own insurance. So like I talked about UIM tur- insurance earlier, right? Underinsured mm-hmm. motorist coverage. That protects you. If you settle a claim with the at-fault driver that hit you because they have minimal limits, Mm 25,000, and you've got major injuries. You can settle with that insurance company for 25,000, then you turn to your UIM coverage that you're smart enough to have and say, okay, I settled for them for 25, but I've got $125,000 in medical bills. I'm not made whole yet, and I have UIM coverage. Your UIM insurance now steps into the shoes of the at-fault driver and is opposed to you. They are now acting in opposition to your interests. Why? Because they're trying to save themselves money. That is so fascinating to me. 
that supposedly the advocate, or not supposedly, the advocate becomes the adversary. Correct. Wow. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk more about this. Who thought I'd be so interested? Stacey Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh and relevant? Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacey Heller, your host. I am joined by Troy Hunter and Pete Connolly. And we have been talking about injuries. This has been a collision course about what to do. And, you know, we're specifically talking about this. Obviously, Troy, you cover other kinds of of issues that, you know, um, I've fallen and I can't get up. Um, you know, the coffee's hot, like whatever <laughs> the injuries are. And Pete, obviously, you also treat people that, you know, I had a skiing accident. I was in an all-night dance contest doing silent disco socially distanced, and I put out my hip. You know, so it's not just about the the car crash. Um, you know, this is take insert injury or situation here and it's applicable to what you both do. I just want to make sure that people know that, you know, you're not a one trick pony. Appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's important because, you know, things happen and and you need to have proper representation and you need to have proper uh I was going to say reparation. Treatment. Yeah, treatment. So, okay. Um, So we've talked about after the accident. We've talked about the things that you need to know. You've had some great tips about PIP and UMI and um, really showing us that the advocate becomes the adversary um, with your own insurance company. And there's all of these parts to manage. It feels like a paper shell game where you start getting all of this mail and having to manage the process that, you know, you intimated at with, you know, all the different, your insurance company, their insurance company, managing all of it. It seems like a lot. and it, It's overwhelming. It really is. And that's one of the, the overall feelings that I get from a lot of clients, prospective clients, people that call in is they're just overwhelmed. 
they're trying to get treatment, they're trying to juggle their medical bills, and they're at the same time getting assaulted by two different insurance companies, at least, their own and the other drivers. They're getting letters, they're getting emails, they're getting demands for information. They don't know who they should respond to, what they should respond, what they should give, but at the same time, they're trying to get better. And, you know, that puts it right into Pete's camp of, you know, <coughs> they're stuck. Well, and then, and then so many times uh, the person who's hurt, right, it, may, it might be a mom, a single mom with three kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be attending school at the time, too. But people tend to have very full lives. And then when you have an accident, you're just get, you're getting dumped on, right? So you've got you've to you've figure it out. And like Troy and I have talked, there's no manual for this. Like, how do you know? Where do you go? So I think that makes sense why people call, call you, Troy. But, but so, so you got some, there are some things to keep track of, right? So you find your, your, your primary care physician, you get some treatment, but then it's up to you to keep track of your appointments. It's up to you to keep track of, of the outlay of expenditure. So let's say you've got, uh, let's say you've got 35000 uh, on your PIP claim, then who keeps track of that? Who keeps track? Like how much are you spending at your physical therapy clinic per mm-hmm. session? How much is the physician charging? How much is your acupuncturist cha- uh, charging? And those rates, uh, it behooves you to ask that up front because that rate that they charge may not be what they advertise at the front desk. Know what each healthcare practitioner is charging and when they charge that. Are they charging it weekly? Are they charging it monthly? The practitioners, the healthcare team will continue to draw on those funds until they run out. Mm-hmm. So, um, so managing that PIP insurance is a thing. And most people are just, it just runs out. Well, and it seems like when, when something happens, you know, be aware that when you're talking about your treatment plan, that the treatment plan could be a one-off visit for that one specialist, or the treatment plan could be like with you, Pete, if you know, the person needs to come in for several visits, or if it's acupuncture or physical therapy, there may be more visits. And really understanding, as you say, the difference between the one-off versus the overall plan. And real is that is this a business, by the way? Like, is there are there people out there that just manage this for you? I mean, I know Troy that you know you and your team really do a lot when you're dealing, uh, you're working on behalf of clients, so that. You know, you take care of a lot of things so that they can take care of themselves. Correct. That's really important for you and your team. And I don't know if that's unique to you, um, but it it feels like it is. But maybe it's just because (laughs) I I like you and because I know that you do a great job. And, you know, it's that whole B&I know, like, and trust thing. Um, So that is a huge help for people to get the care that they need so that they can focus on then the the therapy side and the treatment side. I don't know if there's someone who does that, Stacy. If if there is, I'd love to. Guys, that's I'd a business for us. <laughs> yes. yes. Right. Because that's, that's that's yeah. No, we we do try to offer you know being both an advocate and a resource for our clients and to manage as much as we can of the insurance issues and the medical issues. Um, but it, it, it's a lot. It really is. And and if I if I could, I want to touch on this before we run out of time, and that is. You know, we talked about when 
should you get an attorney? Mm-hmm. And you can get an attorney anywhere in this process. You can get an attorney right after the accident, the very next day, you know, call an attorney. You can do it after you've treated for a while. You can do it after you've gotten the insurance involved. But the main thing to remember is that you should never, ever, ever settle a claim with an insurance company without talking to an attorney. Because one of the things you really need to be aware of is what do you have to repay out of any settlement funds that you get? You have to repay your PIP insurance. If you get money in settlement, there's a percentage you have to repay your PIP. But the insurance company is not going to tell you that. They're going to say, hey, here's $2,000. Go ahead and sign this release and, and we'll send you a check. And you're like, great. They send you a check for $2,000 and your PIP insurance comes knocking at your door saying, hey, you owe us $1,800. You just wow. ended up with $200 in your pocket. I thought it was one of those things where you like pay the insurance and it's like you're paying the odds that like, I'm going to get this on the off chance it's not going to happen. And then it happens and they're like, darn, we actually have to you know, pay these people. I didn't know that it was a, you know, we're going to come knocking and you need to pay us back kind of a thing. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. The more you know, kids. Feels like a PSA. Um, I want to spend a few minutes, Pete, talking about the kinds of things that you can help people with. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, you know. It's a great question, Stacey, because... You know, certainly I've been, uh, when I first started uh, massage, I got into Swedish and myofascial work and sports massage. But over the years, I've found that that just, that's not adequate to deal with, let's say, someone who's had a car accident or someone who's fallen. And so I've gone on to, um, to I've studied with the Chickley Institute with Dr. Bruno Chickley, and we study the viscera. We know how to assess tension in the lung tissue or in the ligaments that connect the lung, lungs to the rib cage, how to release tension in the ribs, how to identify that tension, how to work with the membranes uh, that run inside our skull. The Insane membranes. in the membrane. <laughs> <laughs> and also how to, how to treat the brain. Anyone who comes to a sudden stop, there's almost always some, uh, some influence on, on the brain itself. And there's training for that and, and, and treatment for that. And uh, so your traditional massage of just like the Swedish and the, the deep tissue, uh, it can be helpful, but it's not the end. It's not the end game. Um, you'll, you'll have much better results, much better uh, functional outcomes with a, a more holistic approach that takes into the fact that tension can uh, Tension can be built up in your femur, in your sacrum, in your pelvis, in the bones, in the ligaments, uh, in all structures of the body. And if you can identify uh, not only that, but the emotional components, mm-hmm. where, where do tissues load up emotionally? Um, um, and it takes, you know, it takes working with your client. It takes presence. It takes heart. It takes, uh, um, um, it takes a lot of care and gentleness working with the body to, to meet it where it's at. And it does require engaging the patient on a, on a different level uh, um, to release the, and to identify and, and touch on that trauma, which is kind of in that subconscious zone. It's so interesting. Uh, you know, I, I've had um, a massage from you. It's amazing. And the whole idea of, you know, the way that your body is interconnected. And it makes me think of the, you know, song like hip bone connected to the. But it seems like, you know, they're 
I'm making it sound like trait, but the things that you have taught me over time that, you know, this is connected with this and it may not seem like it or it may not be an obvious connection, but, you know, your body is so interconnected. I mean, and the work that you do then, you know, if you complain that you have pain in your elbow, say, I'm asking for a friend, um, you know, you may end up working somewhere else that's not the elbow. And it's like, well, wait, we need to release the tension in this other part of your body so that there's energy moving. That's right. And it may be the elbow, but there may be a, a neck piece, a head piece, a, a foot piece connected to it. So, Interesting. yeah. So it really behooves one to really, again, that I'll use the word holistic, a step back and listen to the body. Uh, look at it kind of on that unseen level. Where does the body need uh, attention? What does it want? So interesting. Okay, we're going to be wrapping up here in a minute. So the other thing that you two have in common is your attention to detail and your genuine care. And that is something that I appreciate about both of you so much. Troy, no offense. I hope to not have to use you. I hope Um, so too. However, I totally would. So you've got about, I don't know, like 45 seconds. Share your contact info. And if you have some takeaway, I want each of you to go. So Troy, you go. Oh, I'm Troy Hunter, personal injury attorney with Injury Law Group Northwest, located here on the east side. Um, you can go to our website, uh, injurylawgroupnw, as in northwest.com, and check us out. You can give us a call at 425-313-1184. And uh, I was actually, I'd take the last couple seconds to just say uh, from what Pete said, you're bringing up brain involvement in these accidents. We could do a whole show on traumatic brain injury and post-concussive syndrome. I mean, just on that topic alone. Again, talking about what people don't know. Mm -hmm. And by the way, your logo is fabulous. So look for the fish um, that's swimming upstream because that's what he does. He fights against the tide to get you what you deserve. Um, Okay, Pete. What about you? Uh, Pete Conley. Uh, so my name is Pete Conley. Uh, my business is Acute Injury Massage. I'm located in the Gilman Village in Issaquah. And my website is um, uh, Aim by Pete, www.aim, Acute Injury Massage by Pete.com, 206-227-6329. Both of these men are fabulous. Thank you so much for being here and for drawing some correlations between these two areas. I think uh, I learned a lot. I feel like I need to go and check my insurance. I'm sure I have it, though, because, again, my insurance guy's good. Um, So check these gentlemen out. I will make sure that I post their information on um, my Instagram and other social media. Thank you for joining me. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Eric. And next week on the show, we're going to unlock our potential with Taryn Laxo, who is a mindset and leadership coach. And she's also a former neighbor and still friend. So remember, folks, to stay connected, not close. Have a good week.